Thanks so much, Catherine and Isaac. Good morning, everyone. So good to see you here in person, also online. As Catherine said, my name is Lewis. I'm one of the curates here at HCB. And uh, I'd love for us to jump straight into the Bible. Um, and we're going to look at two verses from a book called Hebrews uh, chapter 12. So it's Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2 to 3. And it says this, Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Today, I want to speak to us about fixing our eyes on Jesus. Before I became a Christian and started working for the church, I was a lifeguard. Uh, now, this isn't one of those kind of, you know, exciting beach, David Hasselhoff running down the beach kind of lifeguards. This is one of those like local village pool kind of lifeguards. Is there any swimmers online or in this place? Uh, a few of us. Uh, you guys surely know the scene. Uh, it's a, a local village pool, so like a 50-meter tiny pool. And there was always ever only one lifeguard on for an hour and a half and then they'd go off for a 10 minute break and then back on for an hour and a half, sat on one of these tall lifeguard chairs. And for three solid years as a full-time lifeguard, I would spend every day watching swimmers go up and back down again and up and back down again. And to make sure that the swimmers stayed safe and to make sure that, that everybody was okay, I had to learn what it meant to fix my eyes on the pool and to fix my eyes on each of the individual swimmers. I couldn't be distracted by the things around the pool to make sure that the swimmers stayed safe. But the most exciting part of being a full-time lifeguard at the local village pool was a Sunday afternoon where we would have the children's party. And as part of these parties, what we would have was this giant inflatable obstacle course in this tiny pool. And like 50 kids would come and just unleash themselves onto the pool. And of the three years that I was a lifeguard, I never had to make a rescue until my final ever shift. What happened was I was sat on my chair, there was 50 kids on the pool. And I remember this uh, little eight-year-old girl came onto poolside and she was chatting to one of the other lifeguards. And as soon as you kind of see a, a child immediately go and chat to a lifeguard before they get in the pool, like your lifeguard alarm bells are starting to go. And so she kind of like was sort of splashing around. She'd had this little chat with the lifeguard. And about halfway through this party, she slowly made herself towards this obstacle course. And she was already looking pretty nervous. And so she kind of slowly climbed on to this obstacle course. And she like slowly and hesitantly made her way through. She got to the steps, climbed up, and got to this point at the top of the slide, looking down at the water below her. And you can see that she is petrified. You can see that she's like beginning to cry as she looks down at this water and like all my lifeguard alarm bells are going like this is my David Hasselhoff moment and so I'm already starting to make my way down fixing my eyes on her I get my lifeguard boy and she just sits there at the top of this slide looking down at the swimming pool and with loads of coaching and loads of encouragement she just would not go down into the water and so guys I'm asking for no judgment here at church and absolute forgiveness. As the senior full-time lifeguard in charge of this pool, I looked at the lifeguard who was in charge of the obstacle course and I took a deep breath and I said, kick it. And he was like, I was like, kick it. And so he 
nudges the obstacle course, this little girl goes tumbling down into the water with a splash. And then if you've ever seen it, she goes into water, she comes back up with a little, <gasps> and then just straight back down onto the water. This is it. This is my moment. I dive headfirst into the water, grab her by the waist, pull her to the edge of the pool. And as I sit there with her, I'm like, how are you? Like, are you okay? She looks at me and she giggles. I'm like, what is going on? She climbs out of the pool. She makes her way straight back to the obstacle course. She jumps straight on with confidence. She makes her way through, climbs up the steps, straight down the slide into the water, and then does the best front crawl I've ever seen an eight-year-old do in my life. She climbs out of the pool on the other end. She looks at me and she just gives me this little thumbs up. And I'm like, what is going on? I then look at the lifeguard that she had spoken to when she first came onto poolside, who also gives me a little thumbs up. It's a complete setup for my last shift to get me into the water. It still traumatizes me today. But in the whole of that situation and that scenario, I had to, as the lifeguard, fix my eyes on this girl. As soon as she got onto poolside, as soon as she got onto the obstacle course, as soon as she was sat on the slide, my eyes were fixed on her to make sure that she stayed safe. This was my objective. And I just wonder for each one of us today, what our eyes are currently fixed on. What is our attention fixed on right now? Perhaps our eyes are glued to the news as we watch all that's happening in the war in Ukraine and happening in Russia. Perhaps for some of us, our attention is still very much on the battles of the pandemic as the numbers again have increased. For some of us, our attention might be on our finances with the rising costs of living. Perhaps our attention's on relationship or seeking a promotion. Perhaps we are so fixated on all of the battles and the storms going around us. And my encouragement today is that we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. And as we fix our eyes on Jesus, firstly, we learn from him. So when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we learn from him. We understand who he is and who we are. In Hebrews 12, verse 2 to 3 that we've just read, it says that when we fix our eyes on Jesus, that he is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Jesus is the pioneer. This means that he is the creator. He is the one that has established all of the promises and the purpose that he has for each one of our lives. He was there in the, uh, the Bible explains, is he was there at the very beginning of creation, making everything happen and everything move. Jesus is the reason why we are here. And then it also goes on to say that he is the perfecter, which I love because it shows that not only is he the pioneer, that he created everything, that he continues as the perfecter of our faith to remain close. He is committed to continue to journey with us. He doesn't just create and then step back and withdraw. Jesus comes close and remains with us. He's the pioneer and the perfecter. It then goes on to say that he is the one that endured the cross. As we head into this Easter week, we remember and reflect and celebrate what Jesus, God with us, has done on the cross. Uh, today, this Saturday, we celebrate Palm Sunday, which in the start of this Easter week is the moment where Jesus enters into Jerusalem, knowing everything that is about to come on the cross. And the people of Jerusalem fix their eyes on Jesus. In a brief moment, they see him for who he truly, truly is. He's their Messiah and their Saviour. And so they lay out these palm leaves and they worship him as he triumphantly comes into the city of Jerusalem. 
But what we know in the story is only almost a few moments later, the people of Jerusalem are distracted by the voices of the religious leaders in the city. And only in a few moments, they go from worshiping this Jesus to shouting, crucify him. I wonder for each one of us when we've had those moments where we feel so close in our eyes fixed on Jesus, worshiping him, but how often the storms around us grab our attention and pull us away from Jesus. And then what we know is that Jesus endured the cross, that Jesus died for me and for you. Jesus hung on that cross. For what purpose? To show us God's love. So when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we expect to experience his love. It then goes on to say that he is seated in glory with the Father. What we celebrate is Jesus didn't just die on the cross, but that he rose again from the grave, that he is alive and by his living presence, the Holy Spirit, he is with us right now in this place. After this talk, we'll have an opportunity to to ask his presence to move in this place, to move in our hearts, to move wherever we are tuning in from. He is here and he is alive and he wants to meet with you today. And so when we fix our eyes on Jesus, when we understand and learn who he is, we then find out who we are. When we understand and trust the love of Jesus, we become children of God and we can have a relationship with him. And this is uh, my story. Um, I didn't grow up going to church. Uh, None of my family are Christians, uh, apart from my lovely little nan who I lived with for a bit, who did an alpha course a few years ago and started a relationship with Jesus. But what I found was as a a teenager, after my parents uh, unexpectedly for me uh, got separated and divorced, I found myself through my teenage years looking for everything that the world had to offer to satisfy my heart. My eyes were fixed on all the things that the world could offer. And what I found was that my heart, every time I tried to to find the things the world could offer, my heart was full of hurt, full of loss, full of anger, full of emptiness. And it became to a point where a friend of mine said, Lewis, I think you need something new and something different and something more for your life. And he invited me to a Christian festival uh, that some of you guys might know called Soul Survivor. And it was there, five days of camping, that I said the first prayer in my heart, the first time I began to fix my eyes on Jesus. And I said, God, if you are real, I need you to show me. And in that moment, what I found was all of the emptiness and the hurt and the loss came flooding out of my heart. And what replaced it was this deep sense that I was known and loved and belonged to God. In that moment, as I fixed my eyes, I learned who he was and who I was in him. And so for you today, as you fix your eyes on Jesus, what is it about his character that you need to know and understand? Maybe it's his comfort in this season. Maybe it's his love. Maybe it's his strength at the moment. So firstly, we learn from him. Secondly, as we fix our eyes on him, we can lean on him. When we fix our eyes on him, we are invited into intimate relationship with Jesus. In Hebrews 12, verse two to three, it says, when you fix your eyes on Jesus, don't grow weary. I don't know about you, but over the last two years during this pandemic, I just so often feel so tired, weary of the battles going on around me and weary of the battles going on within me. 
One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Peter, uh, one of Jesus' friends, his followers, his disciples. And there's this moment where Peter and his friends are on a boat and Jesus is uh, walking on water in this storm. And Peter has this sudden moment of boldness and courage and he steps off the boat and starts to walk on the water towards Jesus, towards this intimate relationship with him. And if we know the story, what we find is then Peter, as he becomes aware of the storm around him and the crashing waves, when he takes his eyes off Jesus, he begins to sink and begins to drown in the water. But in that moment, almost immediately, the Bible suggests that Jesus comes so close to Peter that he stretches out a hand and he pulls Peter out of the water, out of the storm, and they walk back to the boat together, face to face and hand in hand. In this story, we see that amongst the storm, when Peter keeps his eyes fixed on Jesus in intimate relationship, Jesus is close and with him before him. But in those moments where we take our attention off Jesus, Jesus wants to come so close into our lives. And today, for each one of us, there might be some of us that we feel that we've been distracted by what is happening in the world, that we've taken our eyes on Jesus. And today, Jesus is offering us his hand. He wants to come close. He wants to show us his love. He wants to invite us into relationship with him. So when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we learn from him, we lean on him, and finally, we are led by him. As Catherine said, um, I have a beautiful little girl called Nora. And over the last few months, she has um, begun to learn and grow in walking. Um, and initially, it was um, you know, particularly fun. You had to remain really close to make sure that she fell over. And maybe a little bit like the story with Peter and Jesus, whenever Nora would fall over and hurt herself, as a dad, I would come really close, offer a hand and pick her back up and scoop her up. But as she's beginning to grow in confidence, like we want to give her a little bit more space to, to thrive and to grow. And I believe this is similar to what Jesus does with us. He wants us to thrive and grow. Um, and a walk now with Nora is always an interesting thing uh, because she is always so distracted and so aware of every single thing around her. So for example, we went for a walk yesterday, simply around the park. Uh, normally it would take us 20 minutes. Yesterday it took us nearly two and a half hours because Nora would be like, take one step and then be like, wow, a squirrel. And then she'd like take another step and she'd be like, wow, a dog. And then she'd take another step and be like, wow, a train. Don't you just love London? And what would happen is that every single step we'd have to stop. And as a father, in order to get to a specific place, what I found myself doing was taking a few steps ahead, turning around, fixing my eyes on Nora, getting her eye contact and saying, Nora, come this way. And I believe God does exactly the same thing with us, that he wants to lead us. When we fix our eyes on him, we can follow him wherever he goes. Jesus models this brilliantly. He says, I only do what I see the Father doing. What we find is that Jesus moves. There's this kingdom impact that God moves when Jesus fixes his eyes on his Father. And it's the same for us. In Hebrews 12, it says, don't lose heart. I love the message translation of this. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over the story of Jesus again. Fix your eyes on him. Now that will shoot adrenaline into your soul. When you fix your eyes on Jesus, he wants to lead you on an adventure. He wants to lead you to a place where you are having an impact for God. And I am so grateful for the friends that I have that have kept their eyes fixed on Jesus. 
Um, I mentioned before that my friend invited me to go to Soul Survivor, this Christian festival, to begin to start fixing my eyes on him. Uh, what I didn't share was um, two months before this invitation to Soul Survivor, um, my friend Matthew and I were driving uh, down some country lanes uh, quite late at night. Um, I was behind him, and as we were driving down this country lane, um, on a corner, Matthew stopped, uh, and I didn't. Um, and so I smashed into the back of his car and wrote both our cars off. Um, Matthew is a fairly chilled guy. What I found was when he got out of the car, we were both okay. Matthew had the face of thunder. I've never seen Matthew so angry before, and I've definitely never seen him so angry at me before. He was absolutely fuming. And what was so interesting is in that moment is that Matthew had the choice where he could be really angry and not forgive me and not speak to me forever, and I would totally understand. But Matthew made the decision, fixing his eyes on Jesus, that he would use this as an opportunity for good for God. Fixing his eyes on Jesus, he took the opportunity to forgive me in this situation and to invite me to come and experience the love of God. I wonder for each one of us today where Jesus is leading us. Imagine what it would be like every morning when we woke up and we just said a simple prayer, God, where are you leading me today? I wanna do what I see you doing. What would it look like in our homes, with our families, in our schools, universities, workplaces, maybe even in the coffee shops, if we said, Jesus, where are you leading me? Just as Peter looked at the face of Jesus, we can seek and find Jesus moving in the difficult places around us. And so today, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, we can learn from him, we can lean on him, and we can be led by him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.